Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Politibabble podcast, where this week we're looking into whether democracy has failed the developing world. I'm Archibald Elliott, and as usual, I'm joined by my superb co-host, Oliver Sykes. So it took us a while to get set up today because the Google Docs decided to uh, censor this podcast and not actually uh, let us, uh, well at least not let me onto the document. So yeah, this week we're continuing with our theme, uh, our ardent theme of democracy and are questioning whether democracy uh, ha- has failed the developing world. As you know, this week we don't have any fortune uh, cookies. Though. As the uh, yes. Chinese New Year has, has now passed. Yes, it's um, yesterday. Yes. No, no, not yesterday. It's more... <laughs> Two days ago. Two days ago. It was Tuesday, yes, yes. This week has been a bit of a Crikey. blur. But, Indeed um, it has. Yeah. I mean, as, as usual, fast-moving current affairs, which mm. we will obviously come into in our current affairs section, but... Uh, Archie, how's your week been? Been long. I've been doing uh, Oliver Cromwell coursework. Uh, Lovely. About Cromwell's foreign policy and his religious influences, or rather lack of religious influences, as I argue. Uh, well, how's your week been? It's probably been slightly more interesting. Um, yes, slightly, slightly more interesting. Um, well, no, I say slightly more interesting. I haven't really done an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, no, I... I can't really think of much I've done. It's just been a standard school week, to be honest. But um, I'm what what I'm glad of is um, the 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 nights. No, I'm going to say the nights are getting longer in a way, and and the uh, the mornings are lighter. The mornings are lighter. I need to stop going off on a tangent and making things longer than they need to be. But yes, um, I, I've been liking the the early early mornings with uh, a bit of a sunrise few minutes earlier which makes just makes the difference hmm i can imagine well anyway yes we go on to this week about democracy and whether mm-hmm. democracy has failed the developing world do you think the the term uh, developing world is out is an out of date one or is it do you think it's still a good one to use i think it's okay to use i think um i, I think there's parts of the world that are still in a in a, in a developing sort of situation. I mean, we're always going to be, we're always wanting to develop, but there are some countries that are a lot worse off than us. And, you know, has um, has sort of democracy affected this? Well, I'm sure we're going to delve into that a bit further in the podcast. But to give my initial point of view, I do believe so. I feel that this, there's lots of different circumstances that lead to it. Um but it's usually all comes down to the change in power and economic sort of landslides and sort of the, the social class of a country because there are because the country is very deprived um usually it's the leaders who uh well it's usually the most wealthy people that seem to take over and you know when that happens there becomes a big divide between the most richest people in the country and the poorest. And you lack the sort of middle band. And that is sort of where your democracy kind of collapses in a way. I'm giving a, a, a is that, weird is that the analogy. Case in, 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 I don't even know if I'm making any sense. But, in the Western know. world, isn't that the case? We see America, for example, we see that very big disparity between mm. those who, again, you're those just on the breadline who is still middle class. Uh, who is class and middle class, and the, the gap grows. Is that something necessarily um, restrict, exclusive, mutually exclusive to a developing country? Well, 
not not necessarily um but there tends to be um compared to sort of the the west the west the um the power and and dominance that the people have in in the in the sort of eastern hemisphere of the world um is a lot more controlling um it's more sort of authoritarian in its way rather than sort of you're looking at the west where controls a lot more libertarian uh, in its in its ways um, but I see where you're coming from there I do see that there is sort of that similar disparity um, but yes we do have a, a desk from our listener which might as well read out now because there's only one of them um, wait, 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 wait for it wait for it um... and it's from a regular contributor to the show which we are very grateful for as to any of our listeners um, if you are listening right now please do pop us a message um, because we always love to hear from our listeners on their views and or if they want to come on the show we usually leave that till the end but if you're here now you might not be here at the end so we'll we'll, we'll just I'll, I'll just say so Sam Oliver Oliver they're, they're gone five five minutes 20 uh, sorry five, five minutes 20 seconds ago oh. they've already gone they didn't even click on the show anyway democracy has done its good to the still developing nations but it has been easily exploited well it's sort of contradicts itself that mm. statement because really if it's exploited then it didn't exist necessarily it depends which way you view mm. it what perspective you take what do you take from that well I, I'm sort of I'm sort of the, the the belief that it has that the, there is not very much democracy. He's sort of saying that there is, but it's still you know it's being exploited. I think it's being exploited all the time. Um, in a sense, I don't think that there is. You know, I I, I think um, yeah, there is basically not very much democracy in these developing countries. What's yours? What's your stance on it, Archie? I wouldn't say yeah. The, 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 I wouldn't say, as we, I think we'll come on to this now, I wouldn't say that democracy was the founding block of many of our states today. We see the likes of Europe were founded on uh, autocratic monarchies, mm. for example. Uh, we see that even the, the US, it wasn't really necessarily so, well, it held itself as democracy. Where did the roots come from? It came from British colonialism, which, yes, some argue it's a democracy, some argue it's not, but... It, it depends how we class a democracy. It was still ri- ruled by those who had money, which I think, in in that way of life, it, it worked. But the system wasn't really what we call, I think, call truly democratic. Not everyone had the same amount of power. Women, for example, still at that point couldn't vote. And where where did Britain, the foundations, come on? It, it came from absolute monarchy, almost. And then again, it, yes, it devolved and it became more what we class civilised by becoming democratic to a degree. But... I still think we have people now questioning whether Britain really is democratic or whether it's just uh, run on nepotism. Uh, I still, I'd like to think it is a liberal democracy, mm. but there's many countries around the world which we, we just historically have not formed from democracy. The current nations, yet we expect those the nations which maybe aren't at the same economic development stage as us to already develop with democracy, and I find that that quite a contradiction in itself. Well. Some may say that, you know, um, without the political stability, um, democracy, you know, without without democracy, the um, political stability won't take place. 
Um, but democracy, surely, a weak democracy dr- drives instability. We see in mm. the moment, let's say, Northern Ireland, we can look at Germany, for mm. another example. Uh, they have a democracy, in Germany especially, is a very, very split. They have to form lots of coalitions. Yeah. And it's taken ages and many elections to actually, Merkel said she'd go ages ago. And she's, she was stuck in power for a long time. Yeah. Waiting for the parties to sort out the coalitions between them, which is just that, ridiculous, isn't it? I wouldn't say it's political stability; no. it's instability. No policy really gets done. We just see as the uh, Brexit term goes, dither and delay. Yeah, which we don't like dithering and delay. We like getting the job done. Uh, not that I am uh, anything to do with the Conservative Party, um, but no, I agree. I think I think the UK's position's a lot better. Um, I mean, certainly the Isle of Man, we, we are in a great sort of situation with, with how we work, uh, although it is interesting. Um, but you although, support, would, would but you although the any w- system but, uh, implemented in uh, developing countries <laughs> like uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, I can keep on going, Rwanda, African Asia, we want the max democracy system to be installed. Well... That could mean anyone that gets a, a mandate will be in would be in power. And... Is it really just anyone who gets the support from the old people gets in? Well, <laughs> I'll I'll leave that where it is, Archie. You, know, looking you, at can, sus- you can make your own judgment there. The census statistics do show that the larger population is in the elderly. It uh, is, or the yeah. Old, or people that are above fifty. So it is the voter base to aim for as well. So, it yeah. is. No, it's. Um... Yes, I think you have no luck, really. Imagine standing, and especially in, a, in an area which is probably a lot more concentrated, which is tends to be, well, I mean, Douglas, if you were, you've probably got more chance if you're a younger candidate to, mm. to stand. I mean, if you're going into the sort of more rural areas, although you go, well, why are old people living in the rural areas? But no, in, in terms of what I'm saying is sort of for democracy, for... Um, for, for yeah, for the processes which take forever to get these candidates, like you've seen in G- Germany and like you're currently seeing in Northern Ireland with the um, the DUP. Um, yes, it's frustrating is what it is, whereas on the Isle of Man, we've got a very, a, a system which is, you know, it, it flows, it, it works well to, to some degree. Um, but yes, with, without the stability... Um, you know, without democracy, I think everything sort of tumbles in a way. Um, and that's why getting people engaged in the political process is essential. Mm. Um, and I, I, it does frustrate me when people go, oh, politics, oh, you know, doesn't bother me. I mean, you don't need to be, you know, you don't need to be in, you know, engrossed in it. But you do need to have some sort of, I mean, most people do have some sort of understanding, some sort of care, some sort of keep their eye on it. Um, but then but some does, people but don't. But does that make it messy? Because we see again in certain countries, people prefer to leave if they trust their leader. They like the leader to make the decisions, to make the hard choices for the country, and sometimes that that does genuinely work slightly better. Mm. I think if, even if we look at the the example of South Korea uh, or Taiwan, which in the seventies, eighties, they weren't necessarily they weren't democratic at all, but they saw a large economic rapid development because they weren't really impeded by people arguing over should we really allow this certain thing to be said should we allow this Mm. certain things to be said should we put in this economic policy should we put in this economic policy because there's anything really there's so there's a multitude of policy decisions one can make or one can debate on all day 
But they were then able to have a combination between an authoritarian government and a market economy. Not saying I would necessarily want to see it a country. Yeah. But it, it did work there. Democracy doesn't really turn poor countries into rich countries. It just exists mainly in rich countries because they've been able to then implement this democratic system because they have the infrastructure in place and the traditions in place and the protocol in place and all of that, which then, again, doesn't make it democratic. Is a... How, what really classes as a democracy, Arthur, would you say? Well, a democracy, in my opinion, which I've just been currently writing an essay on um, how... Um, whether or not, um, uh, oh, I've forgotten the words, pressure groups or interest groups, um, do they improve or do they not improve democracy? Mm. Um, we've covered um, pressure groups recently uh, on the podcast. So if you want to go a few, probably in the last, ser- uh, last series, we've covered pressure groups. I mean, for what I do it for my subjects, a bit different. We sort of looking mm. in US politics and you're looking at a lot more different more more in depth kind of thing we sort of do a general overview which is great but anyway um, democracy all of democracy, democracy democracy yes. i would i would i would um yes i would say democracy is where people participate um for for power basically people participate in the decision of who is to lead the country, or who's who is to, um, who is to be a part of the? I'm gonna say can't say really the government because there's sometimes on the back, but who? But they yeah. choose who to lead the country. That doesn't necessarily no. I, I'm a, I'm a yes system. I'm yes no not uh, not that um, stumbling over my words. Yes, basically a, an elected representative. That's what I mean. That's what I'm trying to get across. Uh, a a law, yeah, a gr- uh, yeah. Sorry, stuttering. I'm, so not, I'm usually, I'm usually not yes. one to stutter. And crikey, I, I don't want to listen back to that. But yes, I can, I can play it back now, Oliver, if you want. Oh, your choice. <laughs> uh, but no, get yeah, into democracy. But is, is democracy necessarily the fairest system to get a country off its feet? To get a country going, if no one necessarily can uh, decide what to do, we don't know what policy is best. But there's Maybe always our education people... system's not very much up and running. There's always going to be people that have different that have different views, isn't it? So you know, there's always going to be you're always going to get people that are, have contrasting opinions. So they're always going to say, well, to to form sort of some sort of election or whatever to to get a leader or get someone that's going to form a government to take things forward. Um, you're always going to have people that have different views, so surely with that, you will be able to get things done. If everyone did have the same view, then, I don't know, you'd have to form some sort of dictatorship or whatever. Mm. Yeah, interesting, though. Interesting if you've got a country and, you, and, you know, they're practically stuck. Um, which is why we sort of see this, this violence sometimes and... Um, the sort of dangers that we have in, in democracy. I mean, we get them all the time in UK news. Oh, we get, we, you, you get a lot more in the developing mm, world. Yeah, I, I'd oh, argue. certainly. But if you look at... You've only got the likes of Afghanistan, haven't you? That, you know, um, it's quite horrendous with with how, you know, they, in August this year, how things developed so quickly um, with them being taken over by the Taliban again. It was dreadful. 
really awful mm. circumstances. And um, what we see in UK terms um, behind the sort of what our media portrays them, portrays to be going on, isn't necessarily what is actually going on. Um, no, they, they report fake news and really there were no parties. There were just business meetings. On oh, oh. But going, going back to democracy... How, how much more can you defend that chap, anyway? <laughs> going back to democracy, there's a fascinating thing called Arrow's Theorem. I'm not sure if you've come across... I haven't come across Arrow's that yet, theorem. no. But it suggests that lo- democracy is logically incoherent. We can go read about it at uh, your own pleasure later. Uh, but if, if, basically, he states that no voting method is fair, that every ranked voting method is flawed, and the only voting method that isn't flawed is democracy. That there's... Democracy isn't necessarily so efficient. Again, going off off a tangent, other way away from Arrow's theorem, we see the idea maybe forty nine percent of the country wants to do one thing, fifty fifty one percent do the other. Well, in a democracy, fifty one percent because of the rule of the majority, the fifty one percent decide. Uh, much like Brexit, and there's that roar and hoo ha about who said what and was in lies, persuaded, etc., etc. But I think a key inconsistency remains that if we have a developing world where Maybe it isn't so stable. People haven't decided what they want. They're still working out things. They're transitioning maybe into democracy in the future. Does a democracy, a weak democracy at the start, hinder their process? Because a weak democracy is much easier to be corrupted than maybe a strong dictatorship. What would you think? Sorry, could you say, could you say the last point again? I, I, I misheard you. Which would be better as weak democracy in a developing country, which they democracies generally start weak until people accept rule of law, or a and it can be easily corrupted rather than a stronger dictatorship or a dictate or a dictatorship which takes in power or, or knowledge from other people, or knowledgeable people, or mm. powerful people across the community to then put an interim government in place to then work towards forming a sort of quasi-democratic system and, and slowly build up in the same way the West seems to have developed, mm. going from this more autocratic regime and then slowly it chips away and becomes democratic. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say we have a weak one. I mean, who knows? I The worst thing is, is if there's sort of um, violence inflicted upon. Um, so, I, you know, depending on who it was and how they were as a person... Um, I'm getting very confused here, Oliver. Violence. So, if the if the dictatorship, you know, if it's going to be ruled by someone who's, you know, going to be a threat ah. uh, to the people, and you know, they are going to sort of take over, and they're going to, you know, say one thing, they do another, you know. Um, Sounding like a particular someone here, Oliver. I'm not talking about a particular someone. No. Someone. Uh, someone. Maybe be uh, first name be beginning with B and last name beginning with J. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not uh, naming any names, but um, I don't know. Difficult one that. Weak democracy or a a, a dictator sort of sort of dictatorship that's going to evolve over time. Um, yeah, not sure. Interesting. Interesting. Oliver is playing avoid the question. Before avoid <laughs> I'm just the question. War- I'm just warming up, Archie. You know my, you know my trick. You know the tricks that I I should play. have uh, turned Oliver on uh, as you turn a television on and leave it to wait 30 minutes before you come in and then start uh, start the programme. Maybe that's what we should do in the future. Um, yes, we're talking about the developing world. 
I then would like to also ask. We, we, I think we've, we've sort of quasi agreed that maybe a weak, a weak democracy isn't the best way to start a nation yeah. full of economic and social prosperity. But is there any such thing as a developed nation? If we're developing nations, we insinuate that we have a have such a item or a concept of a developed nation. Does would you say that would it really exist? Well, no one's really ever going to be where they want to be. They're always going to want to improve. And um, they're always going to want more people to sort of participate in in the in democ with democracy. Who's um, people? Do you mean just every every everyone? Everyone. Because I disagree. I don't think we need to always we 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 we. I think almost in certain ways we've gone too far. We've become fixated on needing to be perfect, needing everything to be just so, and we've become so far. I think down the route, and we, we it's, democracy is its own downfall. So we, we should we just stop trying then? Well, no, it's more in the case we've gone too far. We've gone beyond try. It's almost it has an equilibrium. There's you go up a hill and you go down a hill. And this is a bell-shaped hill because obviously hills are bell-shaped. We all know uh, know that it's a known fact. Like the Earth is flat, hills are bell-shaped. But anyway, you're driving up this hill, and it's, you, you teeter over the top, and you can drive up. But then on the other side, you don't have brakes, so your car's no brakes. So you're pushing up the hill to get to democracy. The summit of this hill is democracy. You've got to that summit. And you've got a car sitting there on the top. And that's the golden place. It's almost like the golden arc. Your arc's around you. You're in heaven. It's wonderful. You're at that perfect point where we all want to aim. But the p- p- problem is, it's foggy. You don't know if that kill keeps going up or it goes down. But you know you want to keep on reaching higher. And you're already at the top. You reach that. But then you start to go down. Because you don't, you're foggy. You continue going. And then you can't stop. You continue to strive to be perfect. And I mean, I'm getting to here is basically... Actually, freedom of speech. Because in a democracy, as we see, again, in the same light as a developing country or one in a dictatorship, who we may view as not developed as much, freedom of speech doesn't really exist. The, what we, can, we can't really choose what we say as such, or we get lambasted for what we say. And what's happening now is we've gone too far. We've aimed for democracy. We've aimed to be developed. But now we must not offend. Well, we must not do these things. We're putting in speech restrictions. We're restricting ourselves, so yeah. what we were restricted to in the past, maybe with religious speech, because the church had a lot of control over our country, even the, the king, and we, we had lots of more. We were restricting what we can say. Now then I'm we right. learned so we could say what we wanted to say, and now we're closing it up again in a yeah. different way, under a different concept. So almost in, in wanting to keep developing and wanting to keep on striving to well, be, just inverted there, commas, better, inverted commas, We've almost gone over this top of this equilibrium. We've almost gone down and we've become almost undemocratic. Even though we're trying to, we, we say we're more democratic. And to be what almost we strive to be undemocratic is unrealistic. It's not achievable. It's a item that doesn't exist. Just like Narnia. Sounds lovely as a concept. Love to live there. But it doesn't quite exist. Well, interesting points raised there, Archie. Um, indeed. Well, it's a shame that we didn't get more responses on uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver, uh, unfortunately, I think this this week's... I, I forgot to give him coffee, you see, so he's uh, drifted, drifting <laughs> off with my monotone yeah. uh, ramblings and convolutions. No, I, I, I've enjoyed them. I just, don't ha- I just don't have anything further to add. <laughs> you made, you made um, excellent points. Hmm. Um... Yeah, with, with with democracy, I see where you're coming from, um, but there's this 
thing from the, the sort of this sense from the younger generation that there's no point really we'll just let the government go get on with it and we'll just moan <laughs> yeah indeed we'll just moan no we won't moan we'll post about it in our parcel yeah. squares on our stories or as i did today someone run across the road in front of a car yes yeah. that's what well, we must do as the younger generation mustn't yeah. we yes well i mean perhaps Perhaps that pastel squares will be the you know we'll, we'll be voting on in Instagram in the next few years. To vote in today's general election, go to Instagram, share to your story, and tag at UK General Election twenty twenty eight. And it's gonna... pastel blue for Conservative, pastel red for Labour, and Liberal Democrats is invisible, and Green Party is. A feminist logo, or some raging, uh, not feminist logo, a raging uh, Greenpeace ship, or something like that. Yes. Oh. Where do you? How see many it? parties can I fend today? Is, is yes. the question. Well, should we move on to our current affairs? We unless you should have, Unless you want to do uh, the our too late our new segment, which oh yes, a new well, segment, Ooh, the new yes. segment which we've been doing for several weeks, but we'll just keep calling it a new segment because it's a new segment and it's still not new to us. Christ, um, I forgot about the new segments, and I'm now playing all sorts of music trying oh. to actually find the right sorts of music. Uh, it's a shame I don't have one. No, no, I don't, I don't want speak. that. This, this is trying to play now. Sounds nice. So we now go on to our new on, segment. As long as you're uh, not yes. playing it on the new on the on the airwaves, then there's no problem. Who knows? If you're hearing us <laughs> on the airways, don't let us know. We're enjoying it. So yes, this week uh, we're going to look at uh, the Manx. We're going, we're going from Manx angle this week. I think we should just fun to change it around yes. the world. Oh, we're going from a Manx angle uh, this week, and we're going to be uh, discussing if Oliver was an MHK. Imagine what constituency would you like to speak from? Olive? Um, I'd like to speak from. Well, well, we'll make we'll make a compromise between us both. Uh, so we'll go Arbery Castletown and Maloo. Oh, you'll do Arbery Castletown and Maloo. <laughs> Since so. I was a former... No, I've never been. I've never lived in the um, constituency because I've always been Russian. Because I moved when... Well, I, like, Balabeg was Russian and then they changed the boundaries. Um, I'm sure it was Arbery. Balabeg <laughs> is Arbery, Oliver. No, it used to be... That used Does to be, be part Russian? of Russian. Yeah. Nice. Really? Because it used to be... Um, Castletown, Maloo and Santon. Interesting. I think so, unless I've got it completely wrong. Um, but the boundaries, and that's another thing I'm currently doing, is looking at the mm. boundaries and all the, 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 the political development of the Isle of Man, which can go across so many different levels. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's just me inhaling myself because it's feeling quite stuffy in here at the moment not not sure about you archie whilst i miraculously feel some no, no. yeah I, you are you are right russian was indeed in arbury i had no idea i've always mm. for some reason viewed arbury as his own parent yes and then yes. back then russian had three mhks they did, um yes. anyway yeah. yes oh, arbury castle town went really well yes so, hello. So, I'm. I am no one's. I am no particular person from Arbury Castle no, no. Malou. I'm just so, a representative. So, so Oliver, you stated many times in your manifestos and through other things, speaking to the youth, that the youth are an important part. How have you appealed to the youth? Do you think the youth are important to our democracy? Of course, the youth are important. They are part of our society and uh, a very special part um, because th- they are the future um, of our democracy and. Um, you know, with the youth, I have much respect. Um, they are some of the most um, delightful 
uh, people of of our society. And um, I have to say that uh, throughout my um, uh, campaigning, electioneering, I spent many a time on the doorstep actually speaking to the children of the uh, homeowners. Um, Do you think it's condescending to refer to those 16 and over as children? Um, not all were 16 and over. Some were under that age. So, why, um, so, so, so you're speaking to people who weren't your voter base? Well, they were. Who couldn't they vote. were sorry, but they were. They were friends. Uh, they were family or friends of the of the owner of that household. So it's important that I engage with them as to be, uh, you know, a, a, a member that is going to be very um, in the spotlight in the community in public. I feel it's essential that I play my part in being representative for the whole community, not just specific people in the voter base. So it's all of it. It's all of it. This is again just just a disclaimer because I must put disclaimer in. It's, we, we're not actually we are actually not referring to any HK here. But, no, but anyway, we're not referring yeah, to any but, HK. But, but, As I said, I am an unnamed. This is this is totally I'm just satirical. Satirical. Yes, satirical guys. So, so why so why were you spotted walking away from one of the houses on the door cam, muttering "stupid child"? <laughs> uh, well, I don't recall those events, and I feel that any. Um, allegations that you're making are completely unacceptable and I refute them. Uh, I, I, so I, you didn't say that? I did not. Well, until you have any evidence. Um, we do. We have the video, Oliver. <laughs> I'd like to see that video because it's completely untrue. Um, but but if that did happen, then I... Um, Why did you mention young people only once in your manifesto? Um, well... <sighs> mainly because I had a lot of other priorities to fill in, which were covering such but things you as I was covering... Sorry, you can you let me finish no, my no, answer? No, no, can you let no, me finish no, no, my no, answer? No, thank no, you. No, no, thank you, Oliver. So, I'm very sorry, but you, you, you said that young people were one of the most important things for our democracy, so why are you saying there are more important issues, but you won't... You won't in my manifesto, people? in my manifesto of this year, of the September 22 general election, I campaigned for some of the um, best... Um, policies for education that the Alamans ever seen. This will bring forward and invest in our children, in our future, and I am fully supportive of all our young people. On Investing on children that leave the island. Look in my in my they don't come my, back. In we have my a very low retention. In my rate. manifesto, I'm looking at the I'm looking to put in um, um, sort of. Um, so, sorry, uh, I'm looking to put in um, s- sufficient economic growth, um, sort of exponential economic growth, and that will draw back, will bring packages in, it will draw back our young people to the island, and it will boost our economy. You talk a lot there about bringing young people back to the island. What have you done in your previous five years to bring young people back to the island? Is this all talk but no Well, action? like I say, um, in terms of uh, healthcare professionals and t- uh, teachers, we've implemented or um, sort of put forward. Um, teachers are more unhappy than ever in the education system. They are more unhappy as ever as your recent report from your department has shown. Look, that isn't that isn't uh, showing the clear picture of, of what's going on. That was uh, ju- leading up to Christmas time. I think there was a miscommunication from the department. I, I'm not connected to the department, but there has there's se- seriously been a miscommunication. A lot of teachers seem to have thought um, that it was you know. We, we, so you're calling those teachers misinformed? No, no, no. I, I'm not undermining the professionals there. Um, but then surely if you're not undermining their professionals, you accept their views that... I accept their views, the but I feel, as though the, I feel as though the department at the time did not put across what they actually believe 
um, not actually what the, the teachers want. That was a, a clear picture at that current moment in time, what the teachers felt. It wasn't how they felt over a long period of time. That was how they felt in the moment. And in the moment, they were feeling very stressed, run down from the whole um, COVID situation, which they were experiencing in schools with so many of the staff being um, taken off by COVID, so many of them covering for others. It was, uh, you know, a really hard time, but we've got through it and we're, we're coming out of the bright side. We're hoping to put out another of these surveys later on in the year and with our new minister, you, you just, with you, our new minister You just said post, you weren't connected to the department. So how will you be putting out the surveys? I mean that I mean as a gov as is it a nepotist government as a back as a backbencher I will be asking the department to um, I I want to know how our teachers are feeling I'll be asking our department to go and have a have a look at this but they might just say no after all you only mentioned young people in your manifesto uh, once do you still think that is a key failing of yourself well. <sighs> Most important, most importantly, I feel that our young people are the future. If they're the future, why won't you talk about them? I have talked about them. They're in my manifesto. Why under are they? The education why, why are they our future? I did not have a section. I I completely admit I did not have a section in my manifesto regarding. But you did have one on old people. I um uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I yeah I did because old people are. Do they matter um, more? Sorry. Do they matter more? Well, they vote, um, and that so you're is... saying they vote, so they matter more. I'm not saying they matter more. I say they vote, and that's why I was targeting them. Uh, young people also vote. So why were you vote, targeting them? It's very. I I've mentioned them in my education section, which is probably one of the most priority. You've mentioned them once. It's one of the you, biggest what, priorities. Oh, 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 you've mentioned them. You just just put the case here. You you mentioned them once in your manifesto as a whole. Young people. The yeah, term. that's that's you a mentioned thing it to once. Do. You mentioned it once. You said they're more pressing issues than young people, which I put in my manifesto. You're saying young people are very important to our future of democracy. You'll put a section for old people, which again, not much necessary in. You'll put a section for old people. And old people are mentioned throughout your manifesto with pensions here, with a section on pensions, with a section on healthcare, with all of this. But you won't put a, pe- a, a section in for young Look, people. All these issues, Why not? All these issues, Archie, all these issues are affecting our young people. And I'm putting in policies which will hopefully change the future of our young people. I don't need to put in a section for young people. These young people aren't necessarily bothered about reading manifestos. They just are you look saying at the that person. young people aren't bothered about politics? There's not a huge amount that are, Archie. I'm going to have to admit that. 46% of young people did turn out to vote. Is that 46 not something worth carrying out? Is it failing Forty-six to engage with young people to I, get them to vote? I engage with young people on the doorstep. I engage with them. I spoke about my, my um, Interestingly, ideas. Interestingly, you don't mention social media here, uh, Oliver. How active Look, is I, I'm an, your social media? Um, I'm an active user of social media, yes. What social media do you use? Uh... Facebook is predominantly a, a good one. I'm hoping to open up a new Snapchat account soon, <laughs> as well as TikTok. Um, TikTok is one of my new favourites. I have to say, it's uh, rather marvellous, this FYP. Oh, oh Oliver, you mentioned that you're yet to set up a TikTok account. So should we really trust you as an MHK for someone who said they're yet to set up a TikTok account, but they rather enjoy it? Do you, look, do you really know what you're speaking about? Look, as an MHK, I take all social media seriously. I Which is why you're only I, on one. Sorry? Which is why you're only on one platform. I endeavour to do what I can. I'm I'm an active user of Facebook. I, I aim to be a bit more um, pr- um, sort of prominent on, on the on the Instagram platform. Snapchat is a great platform. Um, do but, you use it? Um, I'm I'm not particularly a huge fan. Um, but you just said it was a great platform. Only due to the fact that um, 
it's it's a lot more um, sort of. Uh, it's it's not as secure as some of the other platforms. But you said it was a great platform. A great platform. I posed a question to you now, Oliver. As your final, final question. If we can't trust you on, say, if you, if you contradict yourself so much that young people are important, but I won't mention. The old people matter more than young people, but they don't matter more. Uh, that uh, social media, I use all social media, but I only use Facebook. Oh, but no, I enjoy Snapchat and TikTok as a good platform, but I don't use them, so I don't know. Can we really trust you to be a functioning member of our government. Look, uh, I got uh, um, I got a bit muddled up there. It's 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 been it's been a busy day for me. Um, Is it time for you to retire? No, it's not time for me to Is it retire. Time for you at, to the go? Tendi, at the tender young age of uh, fifty-five, I think it's rather reasonable that I stay in post for a number of years. Look, I use all social media platforms. I do have a preference. You use all social media platforms. So now you're withdrawing what you said earlier. <laughs> I do withdraw such comments. I was so pretty, now are we to I, believe uh, you know, that young people really are important? Are you withdrawing those too? No, um, I'm. I I'm. Uh, I think young people are important. I'm. I I've said I've got a bit confused on my. In your next media. manifesto, will you put a section in young for for young people in? I aim to do so. Is that a yes or no? I I will do my best, and uh, I I will I will hopefully do that. You'll hopefully do that. You won't do that. I will do that. You will do that. I will definitely have. He's now committed, and if you don't do that, will you resign? Look, I feel as though there's um, a great promise in our young people. Um, uh, you can't make promises yourself. There's promise in our young people, but there's no promise in you, Otterly. I'm so, uh, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, that's your time. There's no no promise uh, in you. Is the final uh, look? I, I have to add one final. Uh, Thank you. Now, now we move on uh, to uh, the news section where. I don't know what, where the music's coming from, actually. So, yes, uh, it was just supposed to be... I tried to fade out into something uh, jingly, but, yes, didn't work. So that's there from Oliver Sykes. Promising young people, Score. but no promising me. Score. Score. Mm. Contradicts yourself so many times. Come on, it's, I went... I went so it's, it's gonna be it good got at, worse it, towards the end when I just didn't have a... It, no, it got worse. I knew... I f- basically forgot what I was... I didn't no, have a clue what so I was so talking like, about at the end. The end made it the 8.5... Oh, that's good. And the beginning part, you are, you're too good at answering the question. I know, I was too good. Just being the bumbly politician. Oh, what a great day. <laughs> uh, Head of I number 10, qu- policy unit quit. Sorry, I, I think that's quite big news. Just coming up on the screen as we hit 4.45. But we'll get to that in our UK section. Do you want me to cover Isle of Man if we get our little jingle on? Fed up with Iron Man now. After oh. Oliver's put me off, there's apparently promising Oliver, no, promising Oliver and promising young people, but one just doesn't exist. So yes, we're going to be talking about the Iron Man uh, news. Uh, no, not the UK news. Sorry, I've totally, I totally got confused uh, here. So yes, in the UK this week, uh, we've been seeing the energy bill rise, and we've been seeing uh, Dishi Rishi uh, rolling out some support schemes. Uh, Sue Gray's report. Did or rather didn't come out. Uh, the messing investigation is still going on. Um, the national insurance uh, is still being risen. And would we prefer Starmer or a farmer? Or a llama, one of those. They all rhyme together quite nicely. And also, yes, we've seen the uh, Top Johnson age uh, quit due to parties, which is quite interesting. And the uh, Northern Ireland First Minister has confirmed his resignation.
So yes, that's all coming up on today's uh, program. <laughs> so first of all, we have the energy bull rise. What do you think of that, Oliver? Uh, it's not good news, is it? Um, in in any way, shape, or form. I mean, um, all this talk about easing the squeeze on the cost of living, um, it's just got a lot harder, hasn't it? Um, what what can we do? What can we do, Archie? Energy bill experts. <laughs> well, it's quite shocking, uh, actually, because um, energy bills for the average customer on a default tariff will rise. Uh, to £1,971 a year from uh, £1,277. That's an increase of uh, around £693 per household <sighs> over a year. Damn. Not good. Quite hefty. Quite hefty. Quite I wouldn't hefty. want to pay £1,700 worth of uh, well, gas bills. Well, that's what, no, you pay £1,200 anyway. It's just an increase yeah. of £700. Yeah, but I, I, wouldn't want to pay, I wouldn't want to pay the... The six hundred pound increase. It's quite heavy, but Rishi Deshi he he is offering a two hundred pound discount on all energy bill electricity bills, which will later be repaid. A hundred and fifty pound council tax rebate for many households. I like this council tax rebate mm. because it does council taxes cost an awful 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 amount. Uh, the, the rising NI as well. Mm. Um, so yes, it's quite quite shocking. Do you think it's good that he's introducing some sort of support? Do you think it should be more widespread or less of it? I think what he's doing is fairly reasonable. Um, he is a bit. He 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 does like to dish out these support schemes, doesn't he? He does. Um, yes, which um, is quite interesting, really. Uh, uh, I must say, and then we've seen obviously Boris's chief chief aide, Munera Mirza. I terribly sorry. It's going to be a class of racial microaggression, probably. I can't actually pronounce her name. Uh, Marina Mrs. I, I struggle on some names so I do apologise anyway she's resigned uh, she's worked with him since his time as being London Mayor he, she's his uh, mm. head of policy he's resigned over the PM's false claim that when Sir Keir Starmer failed to prosecute that, that Sir Keir Starmer failed to prosecute serial sex offender Jimmy Savile when he's uh, DPP so Director of Pros- Public Prosecutions what do you make of that uh, of the PM's statement on that I thought it was totally disgraceful um I thought he shouldn't have made those comments under any circumstances, and um, I believe that Boris should go. Get rid of Boris. Uh, sorry, your eardrums have been blasted out there <laughs> sorry, by Oliver. Is it loud? Uh, blasted out. Sorry. Yes, yes. Peaked right up to uh, infinite GB. I'm just sick of Boris. Just go. What but, a buffoon! Yeah, mm. A buffoon he is, Archie. Mm. And you can't deny it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a bo- Boris. Has said, he has said for a very long time that whilst he might seem a baboon on the outside, people have to face the real prospect that there could just be a buffoon on the inside as well. He said that. Perhaps, yeah. By self admission, he said that. So, you know, he he really has been honest with us since the start. Well, at least he is honest in one aspect, but. He can't be blundering over when he's having police investigations. He's completely wrong and he knows it. I can't believe that man can lie like that anyway. Lie, Oliver? I'm terribly sorry. I'm going to have to ask you to withdraw that word. Or or what? Or your leave. I'm, I'm representing the views of my constituents. So, Oliver, I, I ask you one more time. Please, please withdraw. So I'm not, I'm not Ian Blackford, I have to say. Withdrawing then? <laughs> Um, I 
<laughs> I'm left with no further option but s- suspend you from the podcast. Bye bye. Okay. Door's there. Cheer. <laughs> You're not joking. No, no, no. Deadly serious here, Oliver. Deadly serious. Okay, I've, um, I've been suspended. So yes. no, what, what was it he could say if he said? What inadvertently misled. Well, he, sorry, he inadvertently is a liar. Yeah. No, inadvertently misled, <laughs> Oliver. Sorry, That's misled. Pa- apparently a difference, which is very silly. But yes, coming to our question. <clears throat> because we'll be, we, we just did like Boris, would we prefer the leader of the opposition to be Starmer a farmer or a llama? That's my question of the week. Uh, I think Starmer's... He's better than a farmer? Well, yeah. Or is a llama even better? Well, I think Starmer's all right. He's not bad. He's not the best, but he's okay. He's okay. He's okay. Yeah. I mean, Interesting. he's a bit of a closet tour. Next but... week, we shall have a comparison between Oliver's comments in the past about Kiss Starmer <laughs> and Oliver's current comments about him uh, so yeah. you prefer Starmer interesting I, I don't prefer him no then, then then a farmer or a llama I prefer Starmer at the moment yeah then a farmer or a llama interesting I prefer I prefer a farmer I think we'd have sane head in our country and return to, oh. to good 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 British values uh, yes, but yes, we can move on to our uh, Isla de Man, uh, Spanish for you there, very multicultural with this podcast, unlike the Isle of Man, uh, as the census results show, but we shall come on to that uh, when you when we when we speak about that. So yes, Oliver, I shall leave it to you now. Uh, take it well, away. Well, welcome to the Isle of Man news. The island plan has been approved yesterday in Timwald um, by uh, a, bi- a big majority. Um, a COVID briefing is about to start as we speak, which will outline the plans of the island's approach to COVID in, in the future. The Isle of Man Census Part 1 report has been released. As well as this, um, the Isle of Man COVID-19 death toll has risen to 73 the census shows that there has been a uh, slight uh, rise in the island's population, with uh, 755 people living on the Isle of Man um, than there were in 2016. An extra £10 million is needed um, for the Manx Healthcare um, due to Manx Care saying that they need more money, basically, uh, due to overspend in uh, staff. Uh, drugs and um, not drugs as in recreational Obviously drugs. Operation Stronghold didn't go exactly to plan. Yes, and the public are going to be having a say on annual government priority... Uh, having to, uh, Sorry, completely jumbled up my words. They're public to... The music probably stopped about five minutes ago. Public to have annual playing, say on government priorities. So the, um, the Manx government has been tasked with having yearly conferences in September um in sort of a debate style on the policies for that's dangerous yeah i don't know why they agreed to that they want to seem as they want to say open but that's that's like rule in politics we don't we don't give them any more opportunity to attack our yeah. policy than we then we can no 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 risky, Can't wait risky, for this september risky. the next september the next september the next september and then it'll be election time boys yes. oh right so yes Going to Isle of Man Census. Yes, it does seem we're not very multicultural, are we? No, not really. Uh, it was quite interesting. What was I looking at? Um, yeah, not particularly. But we are heavily Christian. We are heavily Christian. We're over 50% Christian. You so, wouldn't think it. You wouldn't think it. Well, we, we would from our prayers, which they're tr- which most has been put to drop it from the Isle of Man Poland, which I think is horrendous. 
again, if you don't... If, horrendous. If, yes, I think it's horrendous. It, it's, it's, a, it's a point of tradition. No, I, I have to say, with it, with, no. When we go into... Should, should we drop the prayer service on Timur Day? Should we uh, stop even having any sort of ceremonial dress? Should we just turn up in... Should the politicians turn up in T-shirts and dreams? Where would it stop, Oliver? Where would it stop? There's tradition, but then when there's a conflict of tradition in... Is it? it? How's a conflict short? Because there's people... The Christian nation, by majority, as shown. But we don't have to choose to be Christian. No, the, the, the MHKs don't have to join in prayer. They don't have to go to prayer. But it's an option, therefore, if they want to, which, again, their constituents... Well, the I think it's important that everyone... I, mean, I, I think it's important that everyone uh, is um, included and doesn't Indeed. feel isolated by... Uh, Prayers. But the next majority, which is again a heavy percent, like forty percent, are atheists. We shouldn't need to have prayers are, 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 on the Christian are, faith. Are, 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 are atheists, so surely we they just don't listen to the prayers, and no, and that's not a problem. The practice is outdated, Archie. How? Because we are becoming less of a Christian nation, and they're more of a multi uh, multi faith uh, society, and we shouldn't need to read Christian prayer, uh, prayers because I feel as though um, people should be. Um, should we remove uh, all be, reference uh, of God? It should be important that everyone um, feels included and regardless of their faith. But but how does it make them feel unincluded? Surely having no prayers doesn't make them feel any more included. But it's biased, isn't it? How? How is it biased? Because it's Christian prayers. They don't have to turn everyone... up. So if everyone in that... So but just because there's a majority of Christian people living on the Alamo, yeah. if there's a, not a majority of of Christians uh, as MHKs, they are more. Who knows? They could be of different faith. But it, it, again, the, the point. The point is, if they don't want to go to a Christian prayer, they don't have to go to Christian prayer. If there's no prayer, it's the same as them not going to a Christian prayer. So yeah, really, but we're just should, losing this aspect of tradition. It doesn't need to be in in a in a. Should we remove the wig from the speaker? Look, I feel as though in the next few years that will probably become. And you support? Do you support that? I don't. I, I don't see why not. Interesting. In these modern times, we're moving forward. <laughs> should um, we? Uh, should we just stick uh, Tim Wood in a corporate office and put them around a board table then? No, not necessarily. That is a different tradition. How? How is it a different <laughs> tradition? Because it's not concerning faith. But once we uh, concerning... a wink isn't concerning faith. <laughs> no. But it supports its removal. Yes, it's all yes. necessary. So where do we would stop? Would you walk round Strand Street wearing a wig? If I was in Timwood, I would. If so, when next time you go in Timwood, I expect to see you in a wig. If, if I'm in that position, I would. <laughs> but you're not in that position. So when you're not in that position, I expect you to see you in a wig. No, if, it's only if you're in, posi- if you're in that position, you accept the honour of the role and it's, it's out of duty to our forebearers that we follow our tradition. I think that's important for society. Otherwise, where, what, what do we do? Should I just go and just... You know, be very rude to everyone. Should I just be snug or even say hello? Should I remove that Manx tradition of being friendly? Where there do we stop? The... Oh, anyway. Where do we stop? Should I say, no longer start? Should I stop saying there's a boat in the morning? If if you want. <laughs> boat in the morning, Oliver. Bye. Adios. Want to remove our prayers and our traditions oh, from Timor? We, we love to have conflicts. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not even <laughs> religious, but I still think. Uh, Why? Yes. Why? I still think. Why do we need it? It's tradition. It's ceremony. But there's lots of other traditions, and this tradition is becoming outdated. Keep them all. Keep them all, I say. Keep every single tradition under the sun. We cannot live no, on it, forever. It, 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 in, our, in, in our parliament, I think we should. Yes. It keeps the, the cultural body of the island alive. 
It does. It's like if we were to stop the Queen's speech in the UK and no longer so have the tradition or the, or the, or the court, gentleman's courts of arms. Sorry, it's tradition. No, so for example, we should not uh, allow for people to use their smart their tablets, their laptops in in house keys. I I personally am against them using their smartphones or laptops in house keys. And generally, they're, they're, in the UK Parliament, there's a, there's more strict... People still use them, but they're you could, using them for long periods of time, I think that's personally rude. The legislators should be listening to what their fellow mm. legislators have to say. I, I, I think it's out of deference there. to their, their fellow colleagues that we shouldn't necessarily have this technology. We're perfectly able to have a debate and, and not use technology. If there were to be a new proposal that uh, MHKs were to... I don't know... You could turn up in joggers and a t-shirt. I'd be against it. Absolutely awful. No, it's it's awful. We 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 should have respect for the place they they work in. They should respect for the parliament itself. But what's the difference between one item of clothing and another? Hmm? Who's not to say that that someone feels smart when they wear joggers and t-shirt? Because that person, I'm very sorry, is deluded. They have no. They, if you if you look at it, there's a there's a sense of you have to put effort into your appearance. It's looking smart. Joggers are just the degradation of modern fashion, where we just they just they 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 are non-forming. There's no there's no elegance to them. There's there's no source of. But shouldn't we feel rather comfortable in the workplace rather than uh, flustered and? How is it flustered? Uh, I, I I don't understand. It's it's showing and again the, the studies show that you feel more powerful when you wear a suit. So why would a politician not want to wear a suit? Or an equivalent dress. So. Well, I was just I was just playing devil's advocate there. Yes, and I think that, was, I, but know. I think that would be awful. I I I'm very much a staunch supporter of tradition. I think it's it's heavily important. Otherwise, we just we become the globalized world where all no culture really exists. We just merge. I think it's important to keep our different sense of dress styles. It's important to keep our own culture, our own language. I think that that makes the world the world. Otherwise, we just become very bland. Are all, you a speaker of Manx? No, but I, I don't, I, my family is, is not from here. So, yeah. Yes. But if, again, if I was, and my family was Manx and they spoke Manx, I would continue to speak Manx. Well, there are currently a, another release from the census is that over a thousand people on the Isle of Which Man is speak Manx. That, that, that should great continue. News. Yes. Because it is a traditional language. Again, I'm very much a supporter of tradition. I think it's a vital part of our society. Well, you are a conservative after all. There's conservatives who don't like tradition. There are, but the majority do like a bit of even tradition. The, even the Soviet, even even those in communist nations create a tradition. They create mm. their own tradition. Uh, you see, uh, North Korea, they have their parades. You see, mm. Russia, they have their parades. There's tradition wherever we go. I think it's highly important. It, it shows respect, it shows our culture, and it shows who we are. I think that's excellent. But, yeah, I think that concludes our podcast for this week, where uh, we have now decided Oliver shall be suspended uh, for another week <laughs> until, until next week for his um, inadvertently misleading comments. So yes, that, redu- that 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 finishes off this week's episode of Politibabble. Next week we'll be discussing what is it now? Well, we'll be discussing should we have a single world currency? Oh. And I think we might include there should we have a single world government too? Might as well if we discuss that episode. So if you want to listen to back episodes, you can find them on manxradio.com forward slash politibabble. That is manxradio.com forward slash politibabble. That's manxradio.com forward slash podcast, sorry, forward slash Politibabble, Politibabble spelt P-O-L-I-T-I-B-A-B-B-L-E. Uh, that's Politibabble. If you don't want to let a political uh, debate, do let us know. We'll be more than happy 
to engage with you. Indeed. You've been politibabbled. Thank you. Guramayad. Mm-hmm.